Welcome, everyone, to episode 213 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Uh, no Eric today. Eric is out of town. Eric was visiting the, the Big Apple today, so that's awesome. Get, getting the last of the stuff out of the Brooklyn studio. Oh, yeah. We had to, we had to have him sign the paperwork for the sale of the Brooklyn <laughs> studio. That's what, what had to happen. So for today, we're going to have a new type of episode uh, that Corey actually just suggested this morning. It was kind of last minute, but uh, I really like the idea. We're going to be doing, uh, I don't even know what we're going to call it. Do you know what we're going to call it, Corey? Is it like Gaming A to Z A? I think the series is like Gaming A to Z, but I think in the titles it should just be like the letter A. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured. Because you can't really market it in a title. Yeah. So if you make it a little bit vague, at least it has that sort of alluring mystique. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Uh, so what these episodes are going to be, uh, basically we're going to be covering the letter A and anything in gaming that involves the letter A. So uh, we were talking about it earlier, and we're going to use this as an opportunity to talk about some of the things in gaming or games or what have you that we wouldn't normally cover. Um, specifically, like, uh, maybe some minor games that would start at least this week with the letter A. Uh, stuff like that, so... You know, we can uh, cover a, a ver- more bigger variety of topics than than we usually do, um, and we'll you know hopefully get all the way from A to Z. Uh, although in the fall we have more game release type episodes, so uh, I wish we had thought about this at the beginning of the summer when we were struggling to come up with topic ideas. You know, but that's hey. all right. Yeah, basically we'll be doing these when we couldn't think of anything better. Yes, and now we have twenty six episodes worth of. Oh, we could do numbers, too, if we really wanted to get fancy about it, right? I would, Yeah, I would be in for numbers. Of course, there's only, well, I mean, there's a lot of numbers. But well, I would just be numbers, numbers, just all zero numbers. Zero through nine. All numbers. Oh, okay. uh, but But anyway, does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? I anything feel like new? I do. I know one oh, thing, I do. I know one thing you played, but I think we're talking about it next week. Yeah, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, the PC release, just came out this week. Yep. I played about an hour, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about my first impressions mm-hmm. later on. And we'll cover it a little bit more in depth next week when we do the episode on it. I also started playing, and this isn't new, but I started playing it again, Dark Souls. Uh-huh. And then I also played the Hearthstone Tavern Brawl for this week, which features some of the newer cards that are coming out in the Grand Tournament expansion later this this month. Nice. Okay. Will? Uh, the new uh, Heroes of the Storm patch went out, so unfortunately everybody has to hear about that later. <laughs> no problem. Okay. I don't That's have anyth- I'll take my pee break. There you go. I don't have anything to tease. Um, I did not get to play a lot of games this week because of Game of Thrones. So I'll probably talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. Corey, I think what I want to do is when I get caught up, we'll do a hangover and talk about Game of Thrones. Probably for a long, think- Probably for a long time. I think we should do it at the end of every season. How many seasons are? Did you finish the first season? I just finished the second season. Oh, geez, so you've been watching a lot. Yeah, I binged. I was up until three o'clock in the morning today, and then got up at like six fifty or whatever. We could talk. People like hearing about it, Dan. So I know we they talk do. about it. I, I well, the part I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. So I, I try to do vague details. 
I, I do want to do maybe we will like do a spoilers after the first season discussion and then after the second season we could probably do that yeah instead of just a one big lump yeah but we'll talk about that another time uh so let's start letter a will we'll get started with you since you have the the most on your list uh, hit it do you want me to go through all of them no just just one at a time for now okay i'll do the first one anubarak asmodan arthas and abathur are all heroes and heroes of the storm okay that was a funny one that I wanted to do because I was like, I was struggling to come up with things early, so yeah. I did that. That's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah. There's that one. We'll go on to your second one. We, I mean, we, I would talk more about heroes, but we've talked a lot about heroes. Uh, okay, so my next one is achievements. Uh-huh. Virtual trophies you gather by completing challenges in the game. An example is, like, getting ten headshots in a row. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty much Xbox with the achievements. Um, Xbox is achievement. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of has its own achievement system, system now, yeah. except Nintendo. And actually, achievements are one of my biggest complaints about Nintendo. That bothers me, too. <laughs> like, I know it's not really anything... Major? Yeah, but once you play a game that has achievements, it's hard to go back and play a game that doesn't have achievements, you know? It's, it's it, kind of weird. It marks your progress without, yeah. like, you know, having saved date. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. You just feel like you're making more progress. Yeah. I don't I know why. And some of them aren't, aren't necessarily, like, achieving something great, but like you said, story, story progress. And, yeah. like, I always probably once or twice a day I go into my Steam activity feed uh, and and see what my you know what my friends on Steam have been playing and mm-hmm. and achievements they've unlocked. Like I checked and saw that Corey had gotten a few for Final Fantasy Type O HD, which is how I knew he was playing it because he had unlocked some of the achievements. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it's always rewarding when you get something, especially yeah. with uh, Microsoft because yeah. it just pops up on your screen. Yep. You're like, yeah, the, awesome. the tone is nice. It was the same thing with the PlayStation trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, the PlayStation trophies does make one. It's a nice. Uh, a pleasing sound. Yeah, it's a, a shot of dopamine, like Corey likes to say. I think uh, going back to the Nintendo discussion, I think Nintendo would really benefit from having achievements because their games are the type of games where you kind of want to go in and do those silly little arbitrary goals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, I mean, it could be something as simple as like jump on a Goomba's head, like skip Goombas ten in a row or something like that. You know. Yeah. And that would be that'd be something fun to strive for. That would be like think of achievements in Mario Kart. Oh my could god! Totally change the way you play Mario Kart. Like add a whole other layer to the game. That's one of the few games I can I play nowadays that I would be able to get all the achievements in too. You know, I used to yeah. I used to try to get all the achievements in all the games that I played. I just don't have time to do that anymore. But Mario Kart is is an exception. You know, I've put over over a hundred hours into it. So there you go. That There's would, an achievement that, right there. That would be great. Play a hundred hours of our game. Yeah, Xbox started the achievement thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Because then PS3 added trophies after. Yeah, and I know uh, even iOS has the Game Center achievements. Yeah. Yep. Google Play has achievements too. And even games themselves are adopting their own yeah, achievement achieve- system. Yep. Like for in-game rewards and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I still prefer the system ones because, like I said, I like to go through and look and see what everybody's achievements are. I don't know that in games you could do that as easily unless you're playing the exact same game you know yeah but. well and it also it, it 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 quantifies or what's the word i'm looking for not quantifies like validates the amount of time you spent on your hobby i used to love on netflix i don't think you can do this anymore but it used to be able to look at your 
you had like a it was kind of like a social network yeah. with friends on Netflix, and you could go and see what your other friends had watched. Oh, nice! And uh, I'd like try and have the most stuff watched out of all my friends. Uh-huh. It was like thousands of things watched compared to I don't know. It was fun. Nice. Ooh, I'd like to have how many hours I've watched Futurama kept track of because every night before bed, me and the wife watch probably at least two episodes of Futurama, mm-hmm. sometimes three. <laughs> so. Achievement achievements for Netflix that'd be fun. They have them for the Xbox now. Yeah, really? Yep. Yeah. What are they? You could just um, I saw someone like watching a bunch of episodes of a show before noon is one of them. Uh, if you go into your Xbox app on Windows 10, you should be able to, if you if you have Xbox friends on there, you should be able to see. So yeah, I've had a few friends awesome. that have gotten. Yeah, they added achievements Netflix for achievements. that and Amazon. Like I got one when I watched stuff on Amazon. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. How did I not know about this? I don't know. It's something that's, they just did. Like That's it. I'm getting an Xbox. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of curious to be like, watch Netflix every day for you. Like, I'm wondering, like, if yeah. those are... And cool. I didn't... I may, I'll have to look through them and see what they are. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a way to do that. But, okay. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, for my first one, AMD, which stands for Advanced Micro Devices. Uh, they make graphics processing units or GPUs and, and processors, uh, competing with NVIDIA and Intel respectively purchased, they purchased ATI in 2006, became the only competitor of note for NVIDIA. The Intel HD series embedded graphics processing units are of course in there too, but they're not really considered a threat by, for enthusiasts, uh, dollars. They're kind of just in your average ordinary laptops or for your integrated, uh, motherboard video. Uh, they're based in Sunnyvale, California, uh, and were incorporated in 1969. They had over a $5 billion revenue or 550, I don't know. I think That's it was $550 million revenue in 2014, which I thought was a lot. What the heck were they making in 1969? Uh, microprocessing stuff, microprocessors, wow. Crazy. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. I was uh, surprised to hear they started that long ago. But I remember the old ATI cards. The their very first graphics card I put in our big gray computer, our you know the old beige computers, was an ATI well, graphics card. It was probably white at one point. Uh, yeah, it probably was white at one point. Just got cheesy after time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was an ATI. I think it was an eight megabyte graphics card. An ATI graphics card that I put in our computer wow. to play EverQuest. I remember we went to uh, that U- Unicorn Electronics. Electronics. Yeah, Unicorn, Unicorn Electronics. And I had no idea what I was doing, so I just asked the guy. I was like, I need a 3... I was a, it was called something else at the time. It was like, I need a 3D-capable uh, vi- video card, I think is how I asked him, to play EverQuest. And he's like, he just handed me one. It was like, I don't know, 70 or 80 bucks, I think. <laughs> and I went home, and I ripped apart the computer, not knowing again what I was doing, and put it in and fired it right up. And that was at- that was the start of my computer tinkering as That's a funny because, like, looking back and comparing that to today, it's, I'm amazed it worked. Me too. Me too. I mean, because there wasn't, you know, nowadays there's all this information on the Internet. If you have a problem, you just search for it. And there really wasn't that uh, way back then, you know. You could have ruined the computer. I could have ruined the computer and cost mom and dad a lot of money to get fixed because they had spent a lot of money getting that computer fixed a couple of times, <sighs> which is another reason why I learned how to do all that stuff myself. That was the computer gods shining down on you. Yeah. Yes, it was. 
Because if I had screwed it up, I probably never would have touched one again. Oh, that's not true. Maybe, probably not. Not right away, anyway. Yep. So, AMD. What do you got, Corey? I went with... I wanted to get the, the game that appeared most at the top of the alphabetical lists. And there's a, a few exceptions, but uh, the one that kept coming up over and over again was A Boy and His Blob. A video game I've heard a ton about. I've, I've never played. Dan, have you played it? No. Well, I have. Well, Graham had it way back in the day. That's on Nintendo, right? Yeah, it's a 1989 puzzle platformer for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And the little description is: A boy and his blob follows an unnamed male protagonist and his shape-shifting blob friend on their adventure to save the planet of Blobalonia from the clutches of an evil emperor. Sounds straight out of 1989. Yes, it does. Sounds like a nineteen uh, movie from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, right. Uh, actually, developed in six weeks. Holy crap! It's like a month and a half. That's crazy. That would never that, happen nowadays. That is impressive. There was a sequel on the Game Boy titled "The Rescue of Princess Blobalonia." People don't talk about that one too often, or at all, for that matter. I've never. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. But GamesRadar noted the game's significance as the first game with a recognizable AI-controlled partner, which is also interesting. Yeah. Again, I hadn't played it because we never owned it. Nope. And the franchise was actually revived in 2009 with the Wii game, which I heard is pretty good. Yeah. I I vaguely remember hearing that it was difficult but good. I could be wrong. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But that's what a boy in his blob is. Cool. Oh, it's actually on the virtual console, too. And IGN <laughs> IGN gave it a 4.5 in their review, but listed it, listed, it, it, listed it at 74 on their top 100 games on the NES. Really? Yeah. Oh, on the N- NES. Well, that's, yeah. fair. that's not bad, though. After giving it a 4.5? Yeah. They usually highball everything too. Yeah. Well, I mean, back it's, then. it was also yeah. It was reviewed. The review was for the Virtual Console version. And oh, gotcha. I imagine when those top 100 lists for a console are coming out, it kind of takes into account what the game was like playing it at the time. It should factor into yeah. it. At yeah, least. definitely. Okay. Will. Next on your list. My next one is a genre action game, and I have it because it's probably one of the most important genres in gaming right now. Yeah. Uh, because everything's an action game, pretty much. There's always Ac- a little bit of action in everything. Yeah, action or first-person shooter. Uh, a game genre that includes hand-eye coordination and reaction time. Uh, there's many subgenres such as fighting games, uh, shooters, platformers, and so on and so forth. I want to ask you guys, what do you think the most important three early uh, action games were? You see if you can guess them. According to who? Uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> but uh, when once you hear them, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay." Early action games, actiony. Like Pitfall. as as a mo- uh, Diablo two was not on. This is even before that. This oh, is really? like in the eighties. Oh, Pitfall? nope. Uh, well, if it was in the early early eighties, did you say? Yep. Nintendo stuff probably. Oh, oh maybe not. Man. Uh, Space Invaders? Yep, that's one of them. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Pac-Man. Yep, that's the other. And one more. I really want to guess it, but I don't... Is it popular? 
Yeah. Pong. Nope. Um, <laughs> Tetris. Nope. That's not really an action game. I mean, reaction Puzzle. time. Yeah. I'm not going to come up with it. Asteroids. Asteroids. I probably could have uh, come up with that. Yeah. If given enough time. But those are three. I mean, those are three of the earliest games that I could remember even for being popular. Okay. So. I kind of agreed with Wikipedia on that one. Yeah, I could see that. I was I was thinking more modern action games, I guess. Yeah, like a Diablo. Yeah. That's well, an action at, RPG. You look at those three games, and they're not really precursors to anything that's popular today. You're, right. I know, right? That's what I noticed, too. Because action games are just completely different from that. Hmm. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Will? Uh, I have arcades. Arcades. That's yeah. another throwback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody knows what an arcade is. Yeah. I wish there was more around. Yeah. Because back in the day, everybody used to go to an arcade, right, and play stuff that there. Yeah, I mean, I was, was never. Was thing? I was, yeah, oh, yeah. I was never into arcades because I preferred to sit by myself and play video games. Big, yeah. surpri- big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> even back then. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, Graham, our friend Graham, was uh, big into the arcade arcades he always went to the there was one some was it in the mall aladdin's castle yeah in the oakdale mall that's that's that that's the one he always went to um so uh but yeah i mean i they're still kind of a thing i think more more so in in bigger cities than uh than other places so is it one of those like niche things basically yeah kind of that's something that like i never really experienced yeah so i've kind of interested by it yeah the whole everybody congregating at an arcade to play a bunch of different games you put your coins into yeah i wouldn't mind uh mind trying it again how much money you probably blow probably a lot it's a bit expensive nowadays it's called free-to-play games i mean is that is that the modern day sure equivalent yeah think about it I i always talk about what was that final fantasy game final fantasy record keeper where they advertised a certain item you could win by doing the lottery. You weren't guaranteed that item, but you might win it. So you pay and spin the wheel, and you might get that item, and you might not. Which is just gambling. I don't know. It's just gambling to me. I don't know. It's exactly yeah, crazy. right. You're about but, that. Will, when you're 21, I'll take you to Barcade. Okay. That's coming up, so. Yeah. Not that, you, not that you'd have a beer, but. Where's Barcade? Uh, there's a couple in New York City. Oh, okay. Road trip to the city. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm in. What's your guys' favorite arcade memory? Well, Will didn't really have any. Dan? The only one I, I ever played a lot was at the at the bowling alley that <laughs> Mom used to, uh, was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I think, I think we've told this story long ago, but we were kids, Dan and I. And Dan's a little bit older than me, but... How old would you say you were, Dan? When we'd go, you were Ten. we were young, ten, yeah, tenish, but we'd go with our mom and she'd bowl and we'd play on the arcade machines, but we'd only get a certain allotment of quarters. But one time, I think it might have been Mortal Kombat or maybe it was Street Fighter. Yeah, ate something. Like our quarter, and we went and told the bowling alley manager, and he came and gave us like a hundred free plays. Yeah, he he had like a key thing, and he just turned it and. Set us up with a bunch of uh, a bunch of free a, wow. tokens or whatever. What a guy to to play the game. 
Yeah. It wasn't fit something physical, but yeah, he gave us whatever, 100 lives or something like that. What a nice guy. Thinking back on it, though, I wonder if he was just like, your kids get lost. Yeah, maybe. This will shut you up because <laughs> yeah. you'll be standing here the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's probably it, but I like to think he was being nice. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember. I remember playing Cruising USA. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one. At the, the bowling alley in Newark Valley. Yeah. That was popular. But then at Aladdin's Castle, I just remember that pizza place being right next to it. And that pizza was good. Yeah. I the name of that. Nor can I. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there was always too many people in there for me. I never, uh, you know, it was one of the, it was a scene, kind of. And if you didn't practice a lot and were good at it, you know, you'd, you'd have your chance and then you'd have to wait in line for yeah. however long until it came your turn again, so. Yeah, and and you're right, like, if you're not a part of the scene, the people that are in the scene want to like talk to you and try and play with you. And it's just like, well, it's, and it's hard to get better if yeah. you, if, if you can't spend the time to get better at the game, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Does anybody was... remember when Andy Bernard and was it Aaron went to the arcade in the office? Yeah, yeah I do. That's when they were secretly <laughs> dating, right? Yeah, and he's. She thought they were gonna like play games together, and he's like, "Okay, you play this one. I'm gonna play that one, and then when we're done, we'll, we'll switch." <laughs> it's a great date. What a show! All right, uh, I'll go next. Alpha Protocol is next on my list. It's a spy-themed action RPG developed by Obsidian and published by Sega. He plays a talented agent who was cast out by his government, who is the only one with the skills to prevent a global catastrophe. Someone in the Steam reviews described it as a James Bond meets Mass Effect type of game. It got middling reviews, including a Metacritic Metacritic score of 72 out of 100, uh, but it's got a much higher Steam user score with 82% of users recommending it on Steam. Apparently, it was also a typically buggy Obsidian game. So, Elven Protocol. It's on my Steam Steam list. I will play it at some point. I'm not familiar. I have to see some gameplay. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. I remember being excited for it when it... Yeah, hey. my, lap... my laptop was in the process of restarting, so... Um... Where was I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember being excited for it when I first heard about it, and then when it came out and I read... Read some was that you? That oh, was okay. When it went, that's okay. When I read some reviews on it, it didn't didn't review all that well, so I decided to hold off on it and buy it on sale, and then I just never got it. So I, I think I got it as part of a humble bundle, or maybe bought it on a Steam summer sale for like four or five bucks. So. Do you remember when it came out? Was is it 2010? It might be 2010. That yeah. sounds right. This gameplay is from 2010, so yeah, it sounds about right. But, you know, it's different. Like I said, it's a action RPG, uh, an espionage spy-themed action RPG, which sounds awesome. Supposedly, it's got quite a bit of replay value, too. Like, depending on how you play it, you know, you uh, have different outcomes and endings and whatnot. So, seems seems pretty cool. So, that's Alpha Protocol. Will, we'll go to you again. What do you got? All right, one of my favorite games of all time, Age of Empires. Oh, yeah. Um, Age of Empires is a series of real-time strategy games that were developed by Ensemble Studios, uh, big, huge games, and published by Microsoft. The first one was released in 1997, which was crazy to think about because that was a really long time ago. Um, but then I realized that the third one came out in, like, 2006 or seven. Hmm. 
So it's been a while for Age of Empires. Okay. Yeah. The first one came out in 1997, and the third one came out in 2006? I think it was 2006, 7, okay. around that time. It's been a while, so. Yeah. Because I was playing it back when you used to live at home, Corey. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we had the first one on our first first home computer, I believe. Uh-huh. I didn't really play the first no, one. No, we only much. had Age of Empires 2. I think we only had AOE 2. No, oh. we had the first one. I don't remember ever playing the first one. I'm sorry. The third one came out in 2005. Okay. Pretty sure it was only two, Corey, because we didn't have a computer much before. Oh, you're right. 2000, really. Yeah, you're right. Make another Age of Empires, please, Microsoft. I heard they're working on one. Oh, you right? know what? I think I did play the first one at some yeah. point, like a demo. Yeah. And then there was that Rise of, was it Rise of Rome? Rise of Nations. Age of Empires Rise of Rome. Yeah, that was uh, uh-huh. like an offshoot. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'll go next, and then Corey will go. Atari. Founded June 27th, 1972. Uh, it was an early gaming hardware manufacturer. They made the Atari 2600, Lynx, and Jaguar systems, but they also made home computers, including the Atari ST, which we owned. You guys remember the Atari ST computer? Indeed. That we played Moon Patrol on? In Bentley Moon Bears Patrol. Math. Bentley Bears Math. Well, there was a, there was another game with a weird Crystal, mouse with a mustache. Crystal Castles. Crystal Castles. There was that one, but there was... um. It it was like a trivia one. Trivia crack? No. I don't know. I've n I'll never remember the name of it, but we did have one of those. Uh, apparently they were pretty pretty highly thought of gaming computers because of their colorful graphics on the on the screens. Yeah. So. Crystal Castles was awesome. I I really like Moon Patrol too. Yeah. I've spent Patrol's a lot of time playing Moon Patrol. But uh, Atari's changed hands a few times, but were purchased by Infogrames, and now the whole company is called Atari SA and is focused on social gaming as well as real money gambling games. I checked their library of games that they have for sale. Heavy hitters. Mm. The only thing that saw, the only thing that was cool was like Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, maybe that was on their digital sale thing. Um, there wasn't wasn't a lot there, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, but. Atari. I only had limited experience with the Atari 2600, too. One of my friends had it back in the day. I only played a few different games on it. It was after, well after Nintendo had been out. So I was like, yeah, it's it's fine, but yeah, it's Ninten- not Nintendo. Nintendo's better. So so the, the NES came out and then the Atari 2600? No, the Atari 2600 came out first. Oh, okay. By like 10 years, I think. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. It's that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was old at that point when I finally uh, got a chance to play. I was probably like seven or eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it had been out for that's crazy to fifteen me years or that, whatever. That there's like game consoles that have just zero experience with. Yeah. To think about. Yep, before your time. Yeah. So that's Atari. Uh, Will. Or no, we're going to Corey. Corey. Corey, what yeah, do you got? Yeah, I've got one called Absolute Entertainment, which is an old, now defunct publisher. 
and was also the publisher of A Boy and His Blob. So I wanted to bring up uh, this whole A to Z series. What I think I like most about it is the ability to like go down the internet rabbit hole yeah. and just dig up all this stuff that most people have never heard of. Yeah, I'm sure some people have heard of enter- Absolute Entertainment, but I certainly hadn't. Uh, it is now no more, but it was founded by Gary Kitchen, who formerly worked at Activision in 1986. And he brought along his buddy David Crane, who was the designer of A Boy and His Blob. The most interesting part to me about Absolute Entertainment is, according to Wikipedia, the name was chosen because it was alphabetically before Activision, which is the company they left. Oh, Which is also interesting because Activision's name was based on it being alphabetically before Atari. Oh, that's interesting because that stuff probably mattered a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. When you're looking at <laughs> lists of things. When, yeah, when, when you pull yeah. out the phone book of uh, yeah. video game publishers. Oh, Absolute Entertainment's number one. But it was shuttered in 1995 after they released about 30 titles. Couldn't couldn't keep the lights on. But uh, Gary Kitchen and David Crane then founded Skyworks Interactive, which is a publisher that now makes mobile games and pushes advert, advert gaming and apparently is very successful. Huh. So. Good for them. They made out all right. Yeah. In the end, that's that's the way to go, I guess. If you're a talented, venerable game designer, just make mobile games. Low cost for a possible high reward. There you go. Konami. Yep. <laughs> Konami. Konami. That's absolute entertainment. All right. Uh, my next one is, is also a publisher developer, Atlas. Founded in April 1986 and headquartered in Tokyo, Japan. Developed popular titles such as Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei series, Persona series, Etrian Odyssey, Etrian Odyssey series. Uh, they also publish and distribute games. They published Demon Souls, too, which I thought was interesting, being that that was uh, developed by From Software and, and published by Atlas. Uh, that was all, the only notes I took for Atlas. Unfortunately, I ran out of time to That's finish a, that. Do you think but... Demon Souls is going to come out for PC? No, I don't. I wish it did, but I don't. I don't know. See, my my thinking is after everything, I think everything should come out on PC eventually. I mean, obviously, that's kind of a self-serving thing, but, um, you know, people have kind of, I mean, they haven't forgotten about Demon Souls, but, you know, you're not going to sell a bunch of new copies of Demon Souls. But if you put it on PC... Uh, I guarantee they would probably make that money back, you know? Well, because a lot of people, you know, Souls fans that maybe latched on starting at Dark Souls 1 or even me, like I didn't start until Dark Souls 2. I would love to go back and play that now. Um, and, you know, like I said, you're not you're not missing out on selling any copies on the PS3. Just put it on Steam. See how many, see how many copies you sell, you know? I'm curious how much it costs to port it to PC. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it depends, and there's the whole online thing, too. That's yeah. that's another added expense, but I'm pretty. I, as far as I know, Steam makes that stuff relatively easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a developer, but everything Wait, seems to. We're not. No. We're not developers. No, nope, we're pundits. <laughs> oh, here you go. Sony owns the Demon Souls IP, not from software. Okay. So a little bit like Bloodborne. So it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about Bloodborne. Like after after the hubbub about it has died down, and 
um, you know, the PS4, uh, you know, once you're not going to sell a bunch of new copies for it, why not put it out on PC and, you know, you're not cannibalizing your sales in any way. Mm-hmm. So. This is on PS3, right? Demon yeah. Souls. Yeah. PS3. Okay. PS3 exclusive. Yeah, because as soon as I beat Bloodborne, I was like, I need to play some more Souls. And I hadn't played Demon Souls yet. And I was trying to find it on PC, but it doesn't exist. So I yep. went back and played Dark Souls. Uh-huh. See, I mean, they lost the sale right there. Yep. I would have bought it. I would have it, too. I would have it in my library. If it was, like, I probably would only pay it up to, like, <laughs> 25 I think, would be the max I'd pay for it. Yeah. But... That's fair. That's a, that's about what you would pay for most ports of older older games, you know? It's usually, like, in the 20 to 25 maybe even $30 range. Yeah. But it's not like Sony is going to lose money by putting it on the PC. I don't understand. I wouldn't think so. Make like it, I said, make a ton not, of money still. They're not cannibalizing their sales in any way. No. So I mean, even if Bloodborne comes out, if if they were to release on PC, if it was a year from now, you know, you're not going to sell a whole lot of new copies of of Bloodborne at that point. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's a bummer. They must hate money. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, Sony is not a very well-run company. Right? Sony hates money. I don't know how much I can talk about that on the podcast, Dan. Right. God damn. Get, uh... Well, I mean, you've talked about your experiences, and from your experiences, we can glean that at least some of the parts of it were not well run. Yeah, I mean, I worked in the the music arm of of Sony, so from, yep. I can tell you that part of it is kind of a mess. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, I think that's also the music industry in general at this point, right? I right, can't right. attribute it all to Sony. Correct. Okay. Will, what do you got? My next one's Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Uh, this is a video game franchise from Finnish developer Rovio. If you guys were to guess how many games from the main series, the spinoffs, and the crossovers, how many games would you say? Twenty-two. Two. Oh, are you t- talking downloads, or how many games do they have? Games total. Yeah, it's in the 20s, I think, or 15, maybe? 22. 22, yeah. Uh, we covered that, or Corey did that when we covered Angry Birds 2, right? Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Dang it. I was going to say, some, they have, ha- they have like, 2 billion downloads or something like that. Oh, Crazy. ridiculous. Crazy, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. First one came out in December of 2009. So I actually really liked Angry Birds. I did too. I liked Angry Birds and then Angry Birds Space. I've been playing Angry Birds too. It's all right. It's fun for what it is, you know, for a quick little toilet game. Yeah. That doesn't try to disguise itself as anything else really, right? No. Nope. And I haven't gotten to the point where I hit the paywall. So Okay. That's good. Huh. Not yet anyway. Not that far into it. Right. 20 Eight. levels, maybe? Huh? It's free, right? Yeah. Okay. FTP. Free to play. Yep. Okay. Go ahead, Will. Last one. A. The antagonist from Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> what's you... sure name? Sure name? Sh- sh- what's Shim's name? What's... He or she's name. What's that gender-neutral word that... The Swedish are using, or the Finns? Hen? Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe? What's, hen, what's Hen's about... name? Oh, well, it's funny you mentioned that, because A, they decided to make transgender. Oh. 
show. By the way, I'm not watching the show anymore until it's all done on Netflix. I only like I don't like to watch shows as they come out either. I I don't like to wait. They they burned they burned all the fans. Oh really? With their most recent episode. Huh. Disgusted. <laughs> it's funny uh mom and dad came to visit me this past weekend and that was the one bit of information I had from about Will was how pretty little liars had really upset him. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's it, it's funny too because I'll I'll go there and Will won't be home and Mom and Dad will have zero idea where he is. Yeah, I'm like what's where's Will? What is he up to? And they're like, I don't. Know. He might be working. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I had no idea they went up to Corey's. Yeah, yeah. we just don't know what's going on with each other's lives. Yeah. That's go cool about your business. That's funny. Well, Allison called Mom, and I had told Allison I was very upset about the. Pretty Little Liars mid-season finale, and that's most must be where Mom got. Mm. Yeah, she didn't even get it from Will. It's probably from Allison. Gotcha. Okay. So that's really funny that that's the only bit of info you got. Sorry, your show bummed you out, Will. I can't. I was trying to think of a time, like one of my favorite TV shows. Really, I got really mad at it. Like things can happen in the show that upset me, but that's right, all part church. of the enjoyment of the show versus like yeah. them doing something that I'm just like, no. Well, this is the thing. I don't want to talk about Pretty Little Liars because I know nobody cares, but I want to say that this is like a mystery show and like a show about like killing and stuff like that. Sounds you like talk- you're already giving it too much credit. Yeah, <laughs> but the person that they made the main antagonist isn't the issue. But the storyline that they went with it, like I don't have a problem with the transgender storyline, but it was obviously last minute that they did it. And then they said that all their past episodes that the details don't matter and stuff like that and they messed up the timeline and they said that doesn't matter but this is a mystery show like the details and the timeline are all very important yeah so like they're basically saying everybody the fans were stupid who postulated all these theories and whatnot and that none of the details actually matter then what's the point of watching the show that's what i said and that's why i'm not gonna bother with it because there was only one character in my head that made sense for the antagonist and they basically said, oh, no, we never made him shady when they very clearly made him shady. Hmm. Huh. Oh, yeah, we did that, but that wasn't anything. That was just... Like, well, because they, 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 somebody said so in an interview, so, like, basically he did nothing shady when he made these calls and whatnot, and, like, oh, yeah, he was not doing anything wrong at the time. It's like, bullcrap. You didn't imply that. Yeah, they... Ugh. Unbelievable. The writers are terrible on that show. Well, so I need a new teen drama. Heroes uh, after the first season was mostly a train wreck, so I, I kind of feel your pain, Will. Yeah. Um, but Heroes Reborn starts up in September, so that'll be the the one show I have that I watch week to week, probably as long as it's good. Mm-hmm. So they're rebooting. Yeah, it, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's supposed to take place a few years after the events of finishing up the. I don't even know what season they finished, and I stopped watching it. Like, I think it was partway through the third season. Second season was or second season was awful. You fought through it. Yeah, I, I suffered <sighs> through it, thinking it would get better, and it didn't. But they jumped the jumped the shark. I don't even know. It was just bad. Like the, their their first season might have been the best uh, season of television I've ever seen. Um, nah. That was a, the off- well, after watching Game of Thrones, Dan. I well at the time I oh. didn't hadn't seen Game of Thrones. Obviously, this was years ago. But I that was the very first show I actually like 
legitimately binge watched like five and six episodes at a time when I had a lot of free time. You're right now, Corey, it would probably be Game of Thrones. Um, but at the time it was, it was definitely Heroes as the first show I, I binge watched. Really enjoyed. Yeah. Bought the DVDs and I think the first season was on Netflix maybe. So, uh, when I first got Netflix. Have you finished the series? Or did you give no, up on it? I gave up. Yeah. So. But I've, anyway. I've realized, this is the last thing I want to say, shows that I think the perfect season length is like 10 to 15 yeah. for episodes. I don't think you can do a 25 show, like episodes for a season anymore. Uh, except for maybe a sitcom. <laughs> sitcom. Yeah, okay. But most of the, and that's more like, it's, You're right. it's kind of throwaway yeah. anymore. In my opinion, they just try to they do too much filler. Yeah, try and drag everything along. I agree with you. Frustrating. Yep. So, okay, that's my two cents. We'll take a quick break. I gotta figure out the computer thing. Uh, We'll take a quick break and be back with no bits in our weeks in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody, to episode two thirteen of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our nibble bits segment. I'll go first. Square Enix announces week at the D23 Expo. I think it's D23. It might be D23. But that Kingdom Hearts 3 would be getting a Big Hero 6 world. There's not a lot of other info yet on Kingdom Hearts 3, but I love the movie Big Hero 6. I've watched it quite a bit. It's one of my son's favorite movies, so that's exciting. Corey, Big Hero 6? I'm a Big Hero 6 fan. Yeah. So that's that's cool to me, and I still... My girlfriend ever listened to this podcast. I still want the what's his name? Baymax. Baymax. I want a Baymax. Yeah. Even if it's just a little figurine on my, I can put on my desk or something. I yeah, want definitely. one. Baymax is a really cool robot. Yeah, I, li- I like the idea behind it too. Like what you know, it was created as like a a medical uh, a medical assistant, I guess, for lack yep. of a better word. Uh, it's really really neat neat robot and. The uh, main character kind of weaponizes, figures out how to weaponize him a little bit. So it's very cool. I, I also, I mean, I guess if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil too much of it for you. But I like the idea of you know normal people using technology to become superheroes. That's kind of a kind of a cool thing too. It's a good movie, really good movie. Just on Netflix? No, I don't think so. I don't. There's not a lot of the dis like popular Disney movies on Netflix, is there? Especially, yeah. especially the animated ones. Oh. Not you're right, not the popular ones, but they do have a lot of movies on there. My girlfriend and I just watched The Rescuers. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I had never seen the original one. I'd only ever seen The Rescuers Down Under, but The oh, Rescuers okay. is really good. A surprise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, they, Disney has a lot of movies on there. Just you're right, none of the none of the ones you really want to watch. Like Frozen's not on there. No, my daughter. It was for a while though, wasn't it? I doubt it. No, because no, they still sell that for like twenty five bucks on Amazon, Ugh, and people people buy it. Like all the I have a because you know we transitioned over to Blu Ray starting like maybe a year a year and a half ago, and uh, you know all of our DVDs like it's hard to watch a DVD now when you're used to Blu Ray the the quality picture quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying. We're in the process of slowly upgrading our DVDs to Blu Rays. So like Finding Nemo is still like twenty bucks on Amazon. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, and that's a, that's kind of an old movie. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was that expensive. I think Cars cost me like twenty 
four dollars or something like that for the for the blu-ray and dvd but like i said i don't really watch dvds anymore so yeah there's that uh and then my last nibble bit final fantasy 7 has begun to roll out on ios devices apparently it was announced at e3 that final fantasy 7 was coming to ios i do not remember that it might have even been e3 last year i think i tweeted it at one point did you I yeah. think they said it during the Square Enix conference because okay. I do remember hearing it. I kind of tuned out on that one. That's probably why I, think, I missed it. I actually think it was later because there was some confusion about whether they were announcing that the remake was coming to iOS or if this was the just the PC port. Gotcha. Which it is the PC port. Yep, it's, it's the PC the... version. Yep. PC PS4 version is coming to or came to came to iOS. So that's good. I do not see it in the app store currently. So I yeah, yeah uh, I just saw that it had begun to roll out. So yeah. I don't know what 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 devices are capable of running it or not. Will do you want to check and see? Uh, well, the the app store is also weird because sometimes you can get like a direct link to something in the app store that won't show up if you just search for it. Yeah, I remember that was the case with Fallout Shelter when it came out that night of the Bethesda press conference i couldn't find it by searching for it but i got a direct link to it and there it was yeah didn't find it not on there (sighs) okay uh yeah i meant to check on one of our ipads and i just forgot of course so that's my double bits Corey, what do you got for double bits i have quite a few per usual nothing wrong with that come on i'm a a nibble bitten fiend (laughs) Hearthstone added a new incentive to ranked play in the form of bonus chests. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but as it stands, there's currently no incentive to, or there was no incentive to doing ranked play. Whether you were ranked 20 or legend, you got the same reward, which is a little bit silly because you put all that time into it and it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, you know, there, right. There's no, there's no benefit. A card um, back. All you'd get, everybody would get the card back, which is just, Silly. Right. Yeah, that is silly. So now it gives you a chest of rewards that scales based on the rank you hit up to rank 5, I believe. And beyond that, you just get additional dust. But the chests you get contain a lot of golden cards, which is nice because they can be disenchanted for a lot of dust. So if you don't get a card you want there, you can just disenchant it and put that dust toward a card that you do want. Oh, okay. Nice. But I think that's a really good move on on hearthstone's part and i saw some people complaining like oh you know the rich only get richer and it's like well (laughs) no because people work really hard to get up and rank and they should be rewarded for it yeah it's all like you said it's not easy to get to the get to the top rungs you know no no not at all so so i'm curious to see what i'll get i usually a good month for me is like rank 13 uh, a not so good month is like rank seventeen for me, and everywhere in between. Yeah, but I'll get some good stuff. I don't pay for card packs at all. I only use my coins, so I still have a lot of holes to fill. And now that they're gonna release the grand tournament expansion, there's gonna be a lot more cards. Oh yeah, that I'm gonna need to win. But I've been saving up my coins as of last week. I think I have like six hundred. So nice. I can't wait. I really can't <laughs> wait. Good. Rainbow Six Siege has been pushed back to December first. Darn it! Darn it! 
Ubisoft cited player feedback uh, based on the feedback they were getting for their... I guess they have like a closed alpha or closed beta at this point. But uh, on their on the Ubisoft blog, they said, improving the things they were doing are improving the co-op experience across all game modes, weapon and gadget balancing, as well as menu and interface navigation. And that stuff doesn't sound too scary. It doesn't sound like they have some serious issues they need to work on. Right. Just um, tweaks. Yeah. It sounds like some tweaks. That's fine. I'd rather they, obviously, at this point, we're on board with <sighs> delaying your game so that it comes out and it, it runs. Yeah, and it's not too far. It's just, uh, I forget what the original release date was. It's like a month was. and a half. It was mid-October, I think. Yeah, it's like yeah. October 13th. Yeah. Yeah, December 1st. That's fine. And the closed beta will still begin on September 24th. Are any of us in the closed beta? Do we know yet? We got... That's a good question. I think Idaho Jake sent us a beta He code. sent us for The Division. Oh, The Division. Or maybe he did send for Rainbow Six, too. Maybe I signed up for it. I don't know. It's in the email. In our email. I don't I don't recall specifically. I thought it was Rainbow Six, but I think could it could be the division. I think it might be the division. Yeah, I don't know. I signed up for the I, beta, I don't know if I'll get it. I know he sent us one for the he's in the chat. He'll chime in at some point. Yeah. Windows ten can apparently find and disable pirated software. Oh boy. There's not too much info about this yet, but apparently Microsoft updated its end-user license agreement, and in it, it revealed that the operating system is capable of identifying pirated software and shutting it down. The actual legalese says, we may automatically check your version of the software and download software updates or configuration changes, including those that prevent you from accessing the services, playing counterfeit games, or using unauthorized hardware peripheral devices. So, I guess GameSpot and some other publications have reached out to to Microsoft for some official clarification, which they haven't given just yet. But CNET speculates, quote, although Microsoft is yet to provide official clarification on the matter, reports have suggested the end-user license agreement cited pertains to Microsoft services as opposed to the Windows 10 software itself. This means the changes made to the license agreement were intended to protect against illicitly obtained Xbox Live and Windows Store content, not all pirated content on a PC. Which makes a little more sense to me. Yeah. Um, the Xbox PC integration is a big deal. Yeah. And if they can... I know like it's so much easier to... to do illicit things on a PC than it is on an Xbox. So if they can nip that stuff in the bud now, yeah, it's probably be- in their best interest. Before it becomes a problem when people are playing the same game on, on PCs and Xbox Ones, you know. The hacking right. and stuff, yeah, it's definitely a lot easier to do on a on a computer. Yeah, and this is also like a really good gesture of goodwill to publishers and stuff for Microsoft to do this kind of thing. Yeah probably puts them in their good graces although the pirates probably aren't too thrilled if if it does extend to they'll f- pirated software on the pc yeah but they'll find a way they always do there's always a way you yeah. can't you can't stop piracy Nope. did you turn off all the privacy turn on all the or off depending on which way it should go all those privacy things in windows most of them yeah there's a lot yeah, I know. Uh, there's there's a bunch of guides out there though. If you're if you're interested, just uh, I think like maybe Lifehacker had one or Gizmodo or some someone like that. They had a, a guide on how to disable the the tracking stuff in Windows 10. So 
yeah, and the most <laughs> offensive one to me is that they can use your bandwidth. Yeah. To help people install Windows 10. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. How dare they? I know. Well, that wouldn't be a problem if we had faster internet here. You know. Yeah. I'm all for uh file sharing as long as it's legal file sharing as long as it's you know not yeah. this cuz uh didn't Apple do something like that too? Maybe. Where they used your bandwidth to help other people install stuff or yeah. download stuff faster? There's some games that have done that too. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. I yeah, I feel like I downloaded an MMORPG through the Pirate Bay. Or a torrent, I should say. Yeah. I don't know. This one's for you, Dan. Okay. Skylanders is getting its very own collectible card game battler. I was going to tweet that myself, but I saw that it was already taken. Skylanders Battlecast. I like that name. Mm-hmm. Battlecast. And I saw the, I think it might have been a Kotaku headline that said it's uh, essentially Hearthstone for children, which (laughs) made me think I thought Hearthstone was Magic the Gathering for children. Right. But whatever. So it's a CCG for (coughs) toddlers. Yeah, for babies fresh out of the womb. It is free to play. It features Skylanders characters. There's a single player and an online multiplayer campaign. I don't know if campaign is the right way Mm -hmm. to put it. Component, I should say. You can buy digital cards in-game, just like Hearthstone. But, this is the coolest part for me, there's also physical cards in the real world you can buy and then scan in. Oh, that's cool. I think that's awesome. I wish Hearthstone did something like that. They'd make a killing. Yeah, it plays off that whole Toys to Life thing. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Well, like you said, it makes sense for Skylanders to do that. that. You can do the artificial scarcity thing, make certain cards very rare to find and buy, and you can only get them in physical form that's crazy or yeah. like or you can pay a hundred dollars to get that through digital or buy it off of ebay yeah, <laughs> from, exactly. a, from a dirtbag scalper yeah are you gonna get into battle cast dan i'll try it just because I, I really like the skylanders universe and stuff i'm really looking forward to the new skylanders game coming out in september so yeah i'll, I'll give it a shot <clears throat> this is called battle cast you said Battlecast coming to iOS and Android sometime next year. Uh-huh. Sounds Runic, good. Runic Games announced their newest title called Hob. Runic Games did Torchlight, uh, and Hob is an adventure game without text or dialogue. They had. Did you guys watch the reveal for Hob? No, the reveal I, trailer. I yeah, meant to. I did. Check it out. Art style looks really cool, but it, the trailer doesn't reveal much beyond that. But uh, they describe the game. Runic Games describes the game as, quote, the more players delve into the world's design, the more they uncover a planet in peril. Players must learn to survive, understand their true purpose through acquiring skills, and ultimately transform the nature of the world itself. Narrative is revealed as players explore and interact with their mysterious planet and the strange life forms that inhabit it. It's apparently, they said, it's inspired by Eco in Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Surprised they didn't say journey. I like the concept. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. Looks cool. And, you know, this is a good example of a good guy developer that you just want to support because they made something that you love. Right time, right place with Torchlight came out. Or was it Torchlight 2 that came out? Torchlight 2. Yeah. It was, I think it was like 
a month after or two months after or whatever. Yep. It was supposed to come out like right next to it, but I think they delayed it for some polishing before before it finally came out. Good yeah. Man. Good decision. I mean I I preferred that when and Diablo three was in its infancy. Yeah. Game had some problems. Yeah. yeah. We gotta play, Will. I'm ready to play. We gotta do Path of Exile, Diablo, Torchlight. You just gotta let me know. Well the Path of Exile expansion still hasn't come out, I don't think. I thought it did. I don't think so, but I don't I think it's uh like end level end game content, so we wouldn't really need it anyway. It is end game content? Yeah, I think it's like another chapter added on to the game. Oh, we're not even through one chapter yet. No. We did play a little bit though, didn't we? Yeah. Uh no, we didn't even start. Who did I play with? I played it by myself when it first came out. Well we needed it yeah, the Path of Exile episode. I played with somebody for a little while. I thought it was you, Will. Not that I only have one character. Huh. Like level Who the heck three. Was it? I don't know. In my last bit of info, there is more negative Konami reports coming out of Japan. I read Kotaku a lot, and they checked with their sources. Apparently, Konami has an official division called the Internal Audit Office. Sounds and they good. do they can investigate individual employees, what they're doing, their emails, have access to their emails and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm still kind of of the mind that this doesn't sound as terrible as people make it seem. Because it to me it sounds more like uh, not security, but um, like ensuring that the employees that work at Konami are discreet. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's more of like I don't know how to phrase it. It it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like the the work culture is making employees' <laughs> lives hell. I think it's more in the name of it's it's the industry. I think secrecy. Yeah, it, that, I think that's kind of the norm in the industry. Yeah, like, and and I I think it it doesn't sound good. It sounds like Konami is a tough place to work at, but it's not. I still don't think it's like the slave labor that people are making it out to seem, making it out to be. Um, because like my last job, my boss could look at my emails and stuff. You know, it's not. You don't really have privacy at work when you're using work things yeah. and conducting work. You know. Yeah. I don't know what that expectation is. Um, especially when you could potentially leak secrets, which could damage the company, you know, like, sure. I don't know. <clears throat> and I'm not standing up for Konami here because right. I, I do think, you know, some things are not good that they're doing. Like one source apparently told Kotaku that the internal audit office contacted a new employer of an employee to tell them how of a former employee to tell them how bad that former employee really was, which is pretty skeezy. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't contact, them for a reference they shouldn't call him later and be like hey this guy sucked yeah that's that's bad yeah. that shouldn't happen but that i mean that might be just like an individual basis you know that might not be that company be policy it's just some some employee you know the the boss had a problem with one of his employees so yep make his life miserable uh they also the sources reported that if you take a laptop home you have to apply for it use a vpn and the laptop can take random screenshots of what you're doing on the computer which again does not seem that crazy to me i know high schools do that company property yeah you know i don't know am i i don't know am i crazy no 
I was like, oh, this sounds terrible, but the more you say, like, you're kind of right, Corey. Uh, Another thing they said was that employees have to, when they leave, have to tell the security guards what they're doing, where they're going, which is a little extreme in my opinion. And every time they leave and, you know, that log of what they're doing is tracked and compiled and employees are reprimanded if they're leaving too often, which to me just sounds like any other job you know you shouldn't leave work too often during the day right i yeah. mean <clears throat> um i mean i've i've worked at a few different places where uh you know smokers got 15 minute breaks like once an hour yeah. you know like you're right you shouldn't be able to leave that often to go do anything it doesn't yeah. matter what it is yeah but they did say that they're Sources in Japan of people that work in like similar similarly sized corporations and stuff said that it's it's extreme. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think they do take things a little too far, but but some of the stuff like it's it does sound kind of crazy when you're just reading an article and it lists these things, but when you really think about it, like there are forms of that that exist in corporations everywhere. Yeah. You know, basically they're ensuring you you do a good job. And granted, it might be a little bit extreme in how they do that, but really, you should do a good job at your job. Right. Yeah. You know, do a good job and you have no problem. Yeah. Hopefully, that's the last we have to talk about that. Yeah. But that's the big story in gaming now. So I just want Metal Gear to come out. Yeah. <coughs> I hear you. That it, yep. Corey? Mm hmm. All right. Will. Little bits. My first one is the Diablo 3 Monk is now playable in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I'll be talking about that in a little bit because I uh, bought some of the dynamic bundles and stuff like that and spent a lot of money on Heroes within the last day. Nice. Uh, but the big one, which I found interesting, was Techland says that if they were asked to take over development of Dead Island 2, that they would. Uh, they said... Dead Island is our child, the title that was imagined we developed. We made this game, and we still have a very strong connection with that IP. So it's very bad news to hear what's going on with it. I hope that we will see some more Dead Island in the future, and I hope that Jaeger is not affected that much as it may seem right now. I thought that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Seeing um, Techland return to their old IP that they were... I don't know, were they like... Did they have a falling out with Deep Silver? Is that what happened? Um... Was that, was it, was it Deep Silver? I feel like, because that was, uh, what what company was that that folded that, that Deep Silver bought some of their games? Um, it's, uh, they the, had the tablet to draw. What the heck? You no, draw. No, it was. Um, That's uh, what put they, them under, though, was that shitty tablet they put out. Oh, well, they had, uh, they had Saints Row before. Oh, yeah. No, Volition no, was the developer. Think of it? it was the publisher. Oh. It starts with a T, doesn't it? Toy, Toy HQ. Oh. THQ. Yeah, THQ. THQ. Yeah. THQ. That's where. What? What? what I feel like the Dead Island was in that, and uh, Deep Silver got it like after, after the first one came out. Maybe, maybe they did the I second think, one. I think they went under before the game came out. That's what I think. Could too. could be that too, and and Deep Silver picked it up and. The game still came out. Yeah. So then... Well, someone look it up. I'm looking it up. Keep talking, Will. Because I need to know. Go ahead. No, like, I was just curious. I, Techland wanted to do Dying Light and not Dead Island 2. Is that what... 
don't know. See, now I can't remember specifically. But I mean, Techland did a great job with Dying Light, so they, it's way way better than uh, than. Uh, I mean, I I liked parts of of Dead Island, but mm-hmm. specifically the first part. But I'm a Dead Island fan, so I liked it. But yeah. I think Dying Light is better in just about every way, and I haven't even like beaten it. I only right. had like six hours in it. Yeah, but. Got anything, Corey? No. Not yet. Um, yeah. yeah. Dead Island. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I guess really Dying Light is like a, it is Dead Island, you know? It's, yeah. not, so, it's not that different. So Deep Silver was the developer. Okay. Of Dead Island. Okay. Wait. So what did Techland have to do with it? Or was Deep Silver the publisher? Yeah, Deep Silver would have to be the publisher. Sorry. Deep Silver was the publisher. And they published it. Did THQ have nothing to do with Maybe not. Dead Island? I honestly Maybe don't not. remember THQ ever having a hand in Dead Island, but I could be wrong. No, no, it didn't. It's just because it's just cause Deep Silver. Because they bought uh, Saints Row and a yeah. few... Uh, Metro? Metro series, I think they bought? Yeah. After, I think that was a THQ one. I'm pretty sure Metro 2033 was THQ. I think you're right with that, yeah. THQ made a bet, blah, 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 blah. Nope, 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 nope. Coach Media purchased Volition. Yeah. And Coach Media is the owner of of Dead Island's publisher, Deep Silver. Okay, yeah. Okay. Coach Media announced Deep Silver will continue with the development and marketing of the Saints Row and Metro franchises. Mm-hmm. That's right, because Crytek bought Homefront. Yeah, there's a few other ones of note in there that uh, that THQ abandoned. Or Ubisoft bought South Park. That's right. Oh, yeah, that is right. Darksiders went... Relic? Or was that the developer? Uh, as of this, there have been rumors, though, that Platinum Games Platinum. are interested in purchasing the franchise. I don't know if that happened. This is an old article. I'm trying to find out. Anyway. Yeah. We can move on. <coughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of Platinum Games. How was your week, Will? My week was good, Dan. I, uh, been, a lot of my friends are going back to college, you know, going away, so I've been, you know, been saying bye to all of them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, very late night last night. Uh, I was at a bonfire, and then at, like, 2.45, some people wanted to get food. So I got food and crawled into bed at, like, 4.15 to wake up to go to work at 5. Ugh. So that I was... remember those days. That was tough. It, I'm not... I'm one of those people we've talked about on the podcast that I need, like, six-plus hours of sleep. So going in on, like, 45 minutes <laughs> wasn't easy. Um, even though I was pretty productive today, I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. Sometimes you could just soldier through it, you know? Yeah. Cause... I don't know, Dan. What? I, I remember like back in the, the working on the golf course days, yeah. you'd only have to go in on the weekends for like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. You could soldier through that. No problem. And then just go home and sleep. 
But like, what do you what'd you work, Will? Like a six to eight hour day? Six to two thirty was my shift, so eight. Oh god! And I would I couldn't do it. One of my <laughs> other friends was with me like that last night, so like he was there this morning with me. So we were both like, at one point, my eyes burned. Oh, yeah. So, and like I couldn't. I was trying because like I work in produce, so like I have to like make runners of things, so I have to stack boxes like in smart ways, so I can take out more product at a time. I just yeah. struggled trying to figure out the best way to do everything. You work in oh, produce. You produce. can't think. <laughs> I was like, I think Brain this doesn't work right. It's like I think this looks good, and like I drank an energy drink, and I got like anxiety from it, and I was like yeah. sick. Yep. Terrible. It's just awful all around. I was gonna say you don't really like coffee, do you? No, my uh, friend had coffee. He said that works way better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get into the taste. I might just suck it up and just. Do you have it. to. You have to start off with sweet coffee. I started drinking that as a child, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so you know, <clears throat> I'm so used to coffee at this point. But I just don't want to be one of those people that <laughs> needs a coffee or like I get a headache or yeah. don't well, feel good. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm worried that's about. That's how I am. I if I don't have my coffee within like an hour of waking up, I get a headache. Because I see everybody like who works there, people who come in, everybody gets a coffee, and I'm yeah. like. Yeah, it's an addiction, no doubt. Scary. Well, Idaho Jake says it's the roids, not lack of sleep. <laughs> you caught me. It's the steroids. Steroids. And I have this this cough, this persistent cough that's been here for like two weeks, and like I don't sleep enough, and like I work eight hours, and I work out, so like I've been, my body's just run ragged. Well, stop running it ragged, bro. I, I have a day off tomorrow, so I'm gonna just sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I could use one you know of those. You want to play video games tomorrow night? I could, yeah. What time? I kind of got to play Final Fantasy Type Zero. <clears throat> you don't have to. That's true. Nothing. There's no one it's... holding a gun to your head, forcing you to play Final Fantasy Type O. I don't know. I like to be involved in the conversation on the podcast. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know how much I'm going to play. Have you started it yet? No. I wanted to have Valkyria Chronicles finished, but... Well, I'll get to it. Okay. But that all you got, Will? Yeah, that's pretty much my week. Okay. I'm also sleep-deprived. I was up really late last night. Uh, I think I went to bed at about... It was... I got in bed at, like, 3.15, maybe, but I, I was watching Game of... I was binging on Game of Thrones. Um, I had to finish up the season before I could go to sleep, and it I didn't finish it until 3. But then you lay in bed, and you think about what happened. Your mind. Give me a hint. Like, my give me mind. a hint of what happened at the end of the second season without uh, spoiling anything, just so I can remember. Okay. Um, it was the battle over the capital. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the former king's brother, you know, attacking. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I freaking love Game of Thrones so much. I my game time has been severely gimped by my Game of Thrones watching. But if I keep watching at this pace, I should have it done within like I don't know, 2 weeks maybe. Oh boy, dude. Hopefully. Uh I was telling Will there's 5 seasons I've watched two uh 10 season episodes, so I have 3 seasons to, uh you know, an hour an hour an episode, 10 episodes per season. So I have about 30 hours of Game of Thrones left. Uh, I could easily do that by next week if need be. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, but I like to I like to put it on my laptop and just let it play while I'm playing games on my computer. That's probably a good game to have. 
or have a good show to have on, you know? Yeah, yeah. As long as you've seen the episode. Right, which I haven't. I ha- I have to focus on it. I can't be doing anything else. But as I said, it severely gimps my video game time. Um, <clears throat> I've maybe played three or four hours of Valkyria Chronicles this week. I wanted to have it finished so I could just start fresh on Final Fantasy Type-O, but I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen. But How far off would you say you are in Valkyria Chronicles? Uh, not too much longer. I'm on Chapter 14, and there's 18 chapters, so I, would just, I probably have four or five hours left of Fair, would, Valkyria Chronicles. I would just spend an hour or a night and just yeah, I could probably through do it. But then I wouldn't be able to watch Game of Thrones. That's true. <laughs> I know that conundrum. Which is so good. Uh, as, as of right now, the only character I still, like, really legitimately hate is Joffrey Lannister. Or Joffrey, mm. it's Joffrey Baratheon. He's not... He's the... Well, you know, Joffrey Lannister, the King King Joffrey is the only character I still legitimately hate. You know, yeah. Even the ones I hated after the first season, like I I, I didn't really like any of the Lannisters, but I kind of see their, uh, except for Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister uh-huh. is an awesome character, um, but it's I, weird, I, I, Dan. Go ahead, Corey. I'm I'm with you on the whole Lannister thing, but later on, like the future seasons. There's one character that I really, one Lannister that I kind of started to feel for. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. Yeah, other no. than other than Tyrion, obviously. Right. Um, he's an awesome. All the characters are really awesome. Like because as you get to know them better, you kind of see like where they're coming from with with some of the decisions they make. And even though they seem like like bastards uh, at first, like you as you get to know them, you're like, hey, like I, I can see why you would want to behave this way or that except for joffrey who is just a prick and he's the only character i legitimately still like hate hate but i like like i tywin went tywin lannisters doesn't seem like a bad guy at this point um seems like a decent enough dude i think the characters that intrigue me the most are uh baelish and Varys. yeah because i just have no idea like what is going on in their heads and I just want to yeah. figure them out. Cause you don't know whose side they're on, who they're working for. If they're work, if they're working uh, for anybody, I, they're the most interesting characters right now for me. Little finger, little finger. Yep. Yeah. And the eunuch. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Oh, I'm jealous. I want to experience it for the first time again. Yeah. It's, it's quite something. And now I really want to play the telltale games, game of Thrones game. So. How do you feel about Arya? I like Arya. I yeah. really like Arya. She's my favorite. She's my favorite. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they added a whole host of characters in the second season. Um, I'm not really having any trouble keeping anyone straight thus far. I know you said season three. It kind of gets a little little confusing, mm-hmm. right? I get the names confused sometimes, but I, you know, I'm good with faces, so I yeah. generally can keep, keep all the characters straight. So, but yeah. That's great, impressive. I stuff. often refer back to the Wikipedia just to figure out, like, okay, this person belongs to this house. Yeah, they're fighting here, and this, this, and this. Yeah. The only thing I did is I uh, I looked up geographically, like where everyone comes from. That helps too, because I, you know, I didn't know the the layout of the of the country of Westeros or uh, Eros is the other continent. I wanted to learn all that stuff, so I also looked up being a histor- history person. I always like to look up at the histori- his- historical analogs to you know to game of thrones and i thought yeah. that was pretty interesting too are you gonna read the books i definitely gonna read the books absolutely yeah. uh i've always been more of a book over movie person 
Uh, I'm firmly in the Lord of the Rings books camp over the movies. So I definitely want to read the books because I, you know, there's that much more space to tell these stories. So definitely, uh, definitely we'll do that at some point. I listened to the first book, the audio book. Yeah. With Roy Detrice as the narrator. It's really good. Okay. It's probably, isn't it like 30 hours or something like that? Pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a few really long audio books in my collection. So, but he's a great voice. Dan, if yes. you had to pick a character to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones right now, who do you think it might be? At the end of season two? Yeah. Uh, when all is said who, and done. Who, who, would, who would I want? Tyrael. Who do you, well, who do you want, A? Uh-huh. Who do you think it's going to be, B? Oh, at the end of the like season five or whatever? At the end of when <laughs> Game of Thrones is all done. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, like I think Rob Stark is it would be my choice mm-hmm. um he seems pretty fair and and the the woman he just married i really like too mm-hmm. um i don't see him being the one to to do it at the end uh-huh. um the targaryen girl uh she's up to some crazy shit right now i don't know what the hell she's what she's she's got going on if if i had to pick who i thought was gonna win uh, that's a hard question. I mean, it's probably going to be someone not a left field. I don't imagine Rob Stark will be it. I don't know. Tyrion Lannister is a pretty sharp, dude. I yeah. think he'd. I think he'd make a good, good king. Uh, physical qualities aside, uh, but he's he's got the mental capacity to do it. You know. Yeah. More so than any of the other characters. Ugh, I just want to watch Game of Thrones. Let's shut this thing down. It's fantastic. I love I love the show. It's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad I finally was able to watch it. So, But that's all I have to talk about. That's all I did other than play a little bit of video games. Um, maybe I'll be done with Season 3 by next week. Well, I'll definitely be done with Season 3. Maybe I'll be halfway through Season 4. You know who I really didn't like through Season 2 is uh, Theon? Greyjoy? Mm, yeah. Man, he really <laughs> went south in my book. Yeah. But I, I, I like him. Yeah, I could see that. He but, he, he kind of got caught up in <laughs> in what happened. It's hard it's hard to talk about this stuff, Dan. Yeah, I know. Anything I, I say could yeah. spoil stuff for you. I'm trying not to spoil it for other people too. If if, you, just, if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. It's so good. Oh, it's unbelievable. There's a reason why it's the most, the most pop. popular show on television. Yeah, it makes total sense. It's so good. But, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's making me want to just shut this thing down right now and go watch. So, What do you got, Corey? What did you do this week? I got a couple things out of the ordinary. I contracted a awful rash. <laughs> uh, I think it's poison ivy. Poison something, maybe poison sumac, poison oak. Uh-oh. I'm not sure. But my job as a groundskeeper, I get into some funky stuff from time to time. And I was pulling weeds last Wednesday or Thursday, and and Friday I noticed the like little bump blisters. And I've gotten them a couple times this year already on my hands from pulling stuff. But this time, for some reason, it took off all over my my body. Oh no! My my the safe parts are the the parts I want to be safe, uh-huh. uh, like my midsection. Yeah. Uh, pretty much between my waist and my knees is safe. And the rest of me wasn't safe. Ugh. 
you get it on your face? I did, yeah. Oh. Uh, it <laughs> it was on my hands, and then I noticed it on my ears. Oh, no. And it got real bad on my ears. I wanted to cut my ears off. That's how bad it was. It was so itchy. My ears were screaming for, like, four days. Ugh. And what happened was, and I did a lot of research on this, it, it started getting bad on, like, Friday night, Saturday morning, and I was like, all right, whatever. And apparently the bumps and rash can show up up to 72 hours later. But even after 72 hours, I was still getting new growths on myself. So I was like, that's not good. And apparently what happens is the oil from the plant, if you don't clean it up and you get it on things, you can just keep reinfecting yourself. And I think because I kept getting reinfected on my arms and stuff, I think it was on my computer desk. So I wiped down my computer desk really good, and it's finally starting to to back off a little bit. But uh, poison ivy's no fun when it's when it's real bad. Yeah, because I've had it before, and it was just it was pretty much just like a red rash that wasn't too bad, even though it was everywhere. But this time it was like a red rash, and like it blistered. Ugh. Oh, no. God, it was gross. And to make matters worse, this week has been like almost ninety and sunny. Yeah at work and hot. like my skin is just screaming and I'm like sweating all over myself and I just want to rip my skin off and like I don't know it's so uncomfortable but uh today's the first day I feel like improved cuz it went up the right side of my face like on my cheek and then on my nose I got it real bad and up the side of my nose like right in the corner of my eye oh my god yeah fortunately it didn't bother my eyes at all and it didn't itch too bad on my face just my ears and my neck were the worst um Did you... and i tried hydrocortisone it just made it worse so today i got some calamine to to dry it out and, and hopefully that does it for good but like i said I, i'm on the mend today is the first day i'm i'm better than than i am worse so that's good <clears throat> and then to make <laughs> matters worse on top of that oh. my I got my first flat tire on my bike. Oh, uh, no. Which, if you're... <laughs> I think about, like, Steve Carell and 40-year-old virgin, virgin yeah. when I'm riding my bike around. <laughs> and I was leaving work on Friday, and something didn't feel right, and I looked back, and I saw I had a flat tire on my back tire. And when when your mountain bike is your primary me- mode of transportation, it's kind of demasculating a little bit. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh man, my my bike's got a flat tire. <laughs> so I had to figure out how to fix that because I'm kind of in the uh, do-it-yourself mode. Yeah. Now that I'm poor, should have texted me. Well, normally I'd just be like, screw it. I'm just I don't I don't care to spend the time to fix it. I'm just gonna take it to a bike shop and and get it fixed. And I did call a place, and he's like, it'll be five dollars for labor and then whatever parts are. And I did the math, and it would have been like 20 bucks or something like that to fix uh-huh. the flat. And I was like, no, you know, I'll do it myself. I'll learn something along the way and save a little bit of money. Uh, but it turns out it was a lot more difficult than I thought, and I didn't, it didn't have the tire levers, so I had a hell of a time getting the tire off the rim. Yeah. Ended up, I watched so many videos that showed you how to do it by hand, but I just could not do it for the life of me. So I ended up using screwdrivers to get it off. Did you puncture it even more? Well, I hadn't, I planned, because I couldn't find a hole or anything in the tire, and once I got the tube out, I didn't notice any problem with the tube, even though I did end up 
ripping a big hole in the tube uh-huh. when I used the screwdrivers to get it out. Yep. But I couldn't find any other hole other than that. So it kind of made me think it was the stem. Okay. The valve stem yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. So I needed to replace it anyway. So I didn't feel too bad that I ripped a new hole in it when I was taking it off. Um, but I went to Walmart and got a... Well, they didn't have the tube I needed, so I had to go to a bike shop to get the tube I needed, and I bought the tire levers, too, to get it back on because I didn't want to puncture it once I got it back on. But that whole process was just a pain, and like I felt like doing nothing the last four or five days because I've had this awful rash that like I've been so irritable. And I apologize to my girlfriend just because I just I didn't want to be talked to, really. Yeah. Between the heat at work and like this poison ivy rash and then the the flat bike tire and I, it's just been you just want to sma- smash something i just want things to go back to normal yeah i hear you but I, I ended up doing it and uh i think i think everything works fine so i'll tell you what i do, what i do Corey. uh it's called green slime which i think you can get at walmart and you take yeah. it comes with a little tool on it that you use to take out the inside part of the valve stem and you fill it with this like green slime yeah uh, which is like a liquidy plasticky stuff and then you put the cap you know you put the valve stem back in pump up the tire and it it stays liquid inside the tire and it'll like it'll go into any uh into any holes or anything on your because i use it on my on my lawn tractor yeah yeah i did actually because i saw they had the what do they call them there's a word for them i can't think of the name of it self filling self self sealing Self-sealing, yeah, tires. Um, and I read online, like, there's there's pros and cons of using those. Yeah. And the standard one was cheaper. Uh-huh. So I was just like, I'll just get the standard one. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know. It's good to, it's good to learn a skill yeah. like that. And I'm, I feel more confident now. I'm all about and fixing things myself. The oh. worst part about it, though, was I don't have a bike pump. Oh, so I had to like go to the gas station and pay a dollar every time I wanted to. Oh, geez. Fill air in the tires, and what sucked about it is I had the tube, and you have to put a little bit of air in the tube before you can put it back on the rim. Mm-hmm. So I had to use the gas or the air pump twice. So I used two dollars worth of air. Air should be free. Yeah, it's ridiculous. A tire pump too, uh, like a bicycle tire pump from like Walmart would be like ten bucks. I should just buy one. Amazon. Look on Amazon. They'll have them for nothing. Yeah. Five bucks. I should do that. But yeah, that was, that was pretty much my week. Yeah. I go to great lengths to fix things on my own. It's nice if you have like the worst part about it is I don't even have any tools. Yeah. No tool. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, once, once, once I got the house, that's when I started accumulating tools. So I have, I have things I can use to fix stuff. I think I'm just going to start asking for tools for, birthdays and yeah. christmas and stuff yeah you can get for not too expensive uh, a basic toolkit with just you know the usual hammer screwdrivers that sort of stuff yeah so you can start ficking things yeah 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 all right anything else Corey? i don't think so i don't think i watched anything interesting that i could talk about gotcha i've got uh i'm gonna start watching star trek are you yeah which uh which series well uh, it's something I've been wanting to do and I tried to just watch all the next generation but it's a little bit too much mm-hmm. but I heard um, one of the video game podcasts I listened to they were talking about 
a guide by Max Temkin on it's called like Star Trek the Next Generation in 40 hours and it just picks like I think it's like 42 episodes or something like that mm-hmm. the most important Star Trek episodes to watch so I'm going to do that nice okay should we get into what we played I got to use the gentleman's room you got tinkle yeah all right we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played feedback and answers the question of the week in just a minute Welcome back, everybody. Episode 213 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. Now I'm going to go first because I don't have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, as I said, I played a little more of Valkyria Chronicles. I'm, I think I did three or four chapters. Uh, I still really, really like that game. It's really good. Um, it's on Steam. Just, just it. buy it. Yeah, uh, It's been on sale a few times, too. I bought it when it first came out. Like I think it was even like last year at this time. So I've had it for about a year before I even got a chance to play it, but it's it's on sale. A lot of times you can find it for ten bucks. It's absolutely worth that. Uh, I think I would be worth it new, like sixty. Because you you like bought it, right, Corey? I mean, I can't remember. I think so. I think I paid. I don't know if I paid full price. Maybe I did. Right. Did you end up beating it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really 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 good game. So. Uh. I don't really have a lot to talk about with it because, you know, a lot of it's, like, spoilery stuff, but it's so good. Uh, the only other thing I played was Fallout Shelter, which I played after we finished last week's episode. I played for another, like, two days, and then I deleted it. I'd had my fun with it. I think I got my vault up to, like, almost 60 people. Um, it got to the point where I there was a little too much having to log in frequently and, <laughs> you know, not just... I, I mean, yeah, like I kept sending out waste, uh, people to explore the wasteland and I come back and they were dead and I have to pay like 700 bottle caps to revive them. And, you know, I was just like, okay, I've had my fun with this. It was, it was decent. And then I deleted it and haven't even thought about it since. So decent you game. You played it longer than I did. Yeah, it was, it was probably, probably four or five days total that I played it. Maybe a week tops. Yeah, it was it was decent. Give it a shot if you if you're at all curious. It's it's a standard mobile game with a Fallout skin is the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. So decent. sounds about right to me. Yeah, uh, Corey, what do you got? I played and beat based on our standards, Rocket League. Hey, yeah. well done. I did a short nine. Is it nine game season? Is that the shortest you can do? I think so. Yeah. Oh, you. on All Star difficulty. Oh. And I sort of realized something that I was getting crushed in some games, doing really well in other ones. And I sort of learned that the best way to play with AI partners is to play defense and let them handle the offense. Totally agree. Yeah, every time I played offense, we'd get crushed by like five goals. But whenever I played defense, we'd win by like five goals. So there's a pro tip for you. But I also spent a little bit of time playing online, and it's starting to get people are getting a little more feisty. Uh-huh. That's kind of the, that's why I stopped playing online too. Kind I of d- the competitive uh, toxicity. Yeah, I just don't. I, I have no time for that. Like, I'm not going to play it enough to be good enough for your standards. Like, sorry, yeah. dude. 
Yeah, like somebody on my team, uh, I can't even remember what I did or something, but he like typed, "Are you stupid, Sparky?" Because my my gamer tag or whatever is plain Sparky. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, man. I, I just didn't even say anything. Yeah. And then another guy like called me a uh, oh I dem- demol did the demolition on him, and then he called me a griefing asshole. And then his buddy was like, spark plugs, butt plugs, or something stupid like that. I'm like, what? Really, guys? Um, That's This is why I don't play games online. You know what? League? You know what games I do play yeah. online? You know what games I do play online is where you, games you have no interaction. Splatoon, Mario yeah. Kart 8. Because yeah. you don't have to hear it from anybody. Yeah. But I also started thinking, like, I was thinking, I always try and compare it to, like, real competitive sports. And... I sort of realize, like, real sports aren't immune to that either. No, like, not people at all. are always talking, talking smack out on the field. Yeah. And I, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, why does this bother me? And that stuff, like, when we're out on the field, didn't bother me. You know why? Because there's nothing you can do about it in an in online game. Like, at least in a sport, like, you could, you know, uh, you could pop, like, if you're playing football, you could pop the person real good if they. You know, if they if they sassed you real good or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. or in basketball, you could stuff them. Or in hockey, you know, you could uh, just straight up lay them out, lay them out with a good check yeah. and, and get get a little bit of revenge. But like in a video game, there's there's not that physical uh, physical revenge, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's, that's that would be point. my thought. You can't make it hurt. No, unless you beat them really bad. Well, yeah, but even then, like it's just a loss in one of the thousand multiplayer games that that person's played you know like it's yeah. it doesn't sting that much as much as a a loss in in a, in a football game you know because mm, wait till we have because rift well because they you know they're you play a new one every three minutes so they're a lot less meaningful than a full 60 minute football game or 60 minute hockey game or whatever you know yeah so somebody on the other team got mad at you for demolitioning him just once and it's funny because the game before I was losing a lot, and I was getting frustrated, so I started a game, and I, I was griefing. I was constantly demolishing this one guy over and over and over again, um, and we actually ended up winning that game, so it made me feel good, but uh, that guy said nothing, and then the next game, I was going to do it again to another guy, and I did it once, and he was playing goalie, and our team was on offense, and I just beelined straight to the goalie and demolished him. Yeah, punched him out. Yeah. And then he called me a griefing a-hole. I'm just like, really? Like Spark plug, like, more like butt plug. <laughs> First of all, that's part of the game, too. I mean, that's, yeah. you can't, I don't know. It's a mechanic. Yeah. Did you get that guy's username? Uh, No, I can't even remember it. Yeah, I have no, I have no patience for that stuff, and it doesn't even like really bother me. It's just like, like I said, I'm not going to play the game enough to live up to your standards. I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, why does it bother me so much? I like, know. I just, I don't know. And and it never bothered me in real sports. Like, like you said, Dan, you could always. There was always a way to. I don't know to enact your revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just the idea of like the person on the other side of the internet is just is only that way because they can they have the protection of Anon- anonymous anonymous. Yeah. Yeah, being anonymous. Yeah. I Certainly. Maybe that's why it bothers me. Yeah. Whatever. Rocket League's a lot of fun though. It is fun. 
it's a lot of fun and it controls like a dream. Oh my god. Controls so well. And it's hard to stop. Yeah, see I I, I would play if we could all get on a team or th- I have three of us anyway. Uh, once, once you can, I guess you can do private matches with uh, Steam and PS4 crossplay, but you can't do like matchmaking. So, huh? I know they're still working on that. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls. I I booted up. I mentioned that I played a lot of Bloodborne, and uh, after I beat it, I wanted to play Bloodborne again, but Will needed his PS4 back, which is totally fair. So I went to the next best thing and, and rebooted up Dark Souls. But you got to do a little bit of finagling to get it to work well. They did remove the Games for Windows Live requirement, mm-hmm. which is a real nice thing to get rid of. Um, but you have to... I've never done this before. You have to opt into the beta version. Yeah, on Steam. On in Steam the, in, that in the has that requirement removed. Yep. Um, so I did that, and then I installed some mods, like a texture mod to the game to make it work better, and a couple other things. You can make uh, the graphics fixes. look way better. Yeah, and it does look really well. And uh, it's kind of funny, though, because the first time I played that game, I didn't know what to expect. And it took me about an hour playing it again this time to get to the point that it took me 10 hours to get to like my first time playing it. Yeah. It's incredible how much faster I'm moving, just because I'm I'm familiar with the game and like the Souls system and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm still still really enjoying it. It's a such a fun game. I was real because I have I have it installed on my computer for whatever reason. Even though I just did a format on my hard drive, I reinstalled yeah. Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two, mm-hmm. uh, and I really wanted to play it. But like I said, I'm, my game time's limited, and I still want to beat Valkyria Chronicles. I have to play Final Fantasy Typo. I'm like. I don't need to throw Dark Souls back into this, you know. Right. It's, but and it's yeah, tempting. like I was playing Final Fantasy Type Zero last night, and I was like, I just want to be playing Dark Souls right now. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize is how much the controls are persistent across all the games. Yeah. Like going from Bloodborne to Dark Souls was seamless yeah. control wise, which is good. Yeah. There's a few minor things here and there. Yeah. But, uh, I still think Dark Souls is the better game overall, but it did it does it it did age a bit. Yeah, there's some some things that are a little outdated. <coughs> but just the idea, like in Bloodborne, there's no all armor is valid. You know, there's no progression of like oh uh, a new suit of armor. Like this is way better than what I had before. In Bloodborne, you could wear any piece of armor, and it has its ups and downs throughout the entire game. Right. Whereas in Dark Souls, like you can find better stuff all the time, uh-huh. which I kind of like a little bit more. Right. A um, couple other things in, in Dark Souls that I think I think make it a better game, like the the glitch stuff, like killing the dragon by shooting it in the tail, yeah, bunch or the Drake. I mean, how many how many shots do you have to do? Because I tried that and it took forever, and I, I just I, gave up. It's I think it's lot. thirty. 30 it it depends yeah it depends on what bow you have what arrows you're using what your dexterity okay is yeah i don't think Uh, any of that was high enough for me i'm also using guides this time playing through because i don't want to get stuck again like i did the first time i played through it right um so i'm doing like a warrior build uh warrior dexterity build and and so i'm really effective with bows 
ah, the game's so much fun. There's more NPCs, too, than there is in Bloodborne, and you mm-hmm. don't know what their deal is. <clears throat> yeah. I like... I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I also played Hearthstone Tavern Brawl. This week's is uh, gives you a little preview of some of the cards that are going to be in the expansion. Um, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is... It's kind of weird. It's a six-mana creature... And its battle cry is when you play it, you reveal two random minions from each person's deck. And if your minion that is revealed is higher cost than your opponent's minion, then that minion that you played gets uh, Divine Shield and Taunt, which is really weird. Um, there are a couple other new ones, but I can't really remember. It, th- this this expansion is going to really change the game. Good. There are, yeah, there are cards that do some really, really weird stuff. Nice. Like Maybe. one of them makes your hero power more powerful. Like it changes if you're a mage, your fireball does or fire blast or whatever it is, the hero power does two damage instead of one. The hunter does three damage instead of two. Um for warlock it removes the health cost to draw a card. Mm. There's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on, and the whole inspire thing is really going to change the game. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen because you know what's going to happen is because of all these cards, somebody's going to come up with something that's super overpowered that nobody's going to be able to beat, and then they're going to have to adjust balance to that. some stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's inevitable, but I can't wait. Really can't wait. It's like a hundred some cards, I think. Wow, how many Over cards 100? are in the game right now? I really don't know. It's a good question. I have the foggiest. It's been a while since I played it. Yeah. And the only other thing I played was Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. I played about an hour of it after it took half an hour to install. Yeah. The 25 gigabits. Which was surprising to me how big it was because it's a PSP port. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Where's all that? What's all that space? I don't know. But anyway. It's just mining bitcoins. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That would be funny. Yeah. Um, It's different. I don't know if I like it yet. I don't know if I dislike it yet, but the, the combat is all action. Uh-huh. And I can see why they took the director of this game and put him on Final oh, Fantasy 15. 15. Yeah, that's supposed to be more action-y type combat, too. Yeah, it's it's all action, and there's also, like, timing of hits. And you kind of, like, you don't just want to spam attacks. You kind of want to learn your enemy's patterns, and they make themselves vulnerable at certain times. And if you're going to time it just right, you do a lot more damage. But uh, I, I'm into the story a little bit, and it does kind of remind me of Valkyria Chronicles, this, the story. You're yeah, like in a, I could see an that. oppressed empire. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I haven't really haven't really played that much. It's other than the combat, it does just kind of seem like a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. But I know there's like a a mission system to it and I don't know, like I said I've only played an hour. Right. But I I don't know. We'll see. I'll give it give it some more time and mm-hmm. we're going to do a whole episode on it next week. I hope I hope Eric gets to play it too cuz I'd be curious to hear his opinion. Yeah. For somebody who's not huge into Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't think you're gonna like it, Corey. I, think I don't know. I think you'll like it. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna like it. I don't think you are either. But I, I, I'll say that for anything. 
nowadays, you know. I just but def- I, haven't, I, I, I haven't also to... haven't liked the Final Fantasy since nine. Nine, yeah. A lot of people like twelve. I have twelve on Steam now. I'll get to it someday. But oh, you have it on Steam. It's either twelve or thirteen. I think. I think you have thirteen. Oh. I didn't like thirteen. I don't think twelve is on Steam. If it is, I'm gonna play your Steam copy of it. Okay. Oh, I liked Final Fantasy Dimensions, but that doesn't really count. Right. That's a mobile game. What about all the bravest? All the bravest was awesome. <laughs> Sweet game. Dragging the fingers over the screen. Yeah. No, I actually didn't mind all the bravest, and I also spent no money on it. So you beat it, right? Yeah, that's a feat right there. It was fun. I didn't mind it. It is Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, that's right. There was a rumor that they were gonna re- remaster or remake Final Fantasy Twelve. Remaster yeah. Final Fantasy Twelve. Yeah, I'd play that in a heartbeat. I still I want to see Final Fantasy Ten come to uh, Steam. Which I'm sure it will, because they've done the remaster for that one. How, I, I missed a lot of those Final Fantasies. So. How good's Final Fantasy VIII? It's, it's not bad. It was my least favorite of the PlayStation era. Okay, because I have it. Play yeah. it. Because I need to, like, I, there's a lot of them I haven't played through, and I kind of want to play through them. Yeah. I played through most of the early ones. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, if you want to do a Let's Play, I'll I'll spectate. Okay. Of eight, yeah. Is eight and nine on there? Nine's in, on Steam. Okay, right? like basically all of them are on besides twelve. Yeah, there. I mean, there's twelve, twelve two, right? Oh yeah. There, yeah. I know thirteen two just came out on Steam. Six Not isn't on Steam, is it? <laughs> no, I keep wa- waiting for that one to come out on Steam. I hope they do the original though, and not the yeah. the. I think four, port. five, and six aren't on Steam, but the rest of them are. No, I think they are. Really? Yeah. Four, five, and six are on Steam. Not six, four and five. I think. Oh. I think one through five are all on Steam. I know. Mm. I think four and five are on iOS. Yeah, they are. Six is and on so iOS. Is six. So is seven yeah, now. You're right. I'm looking it up right now. You can pretty much play them wherever. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Corey? Nope. All right, Will. What do you got? Uh, the only thing I want to do is a little heroes talk. I won't do a lot. The monk came out. He's a support. He's awesome. I like being able to spec him however I want to play him. He's a great healer. Um, and also he has some good uh, damage, but I'm tired of seeing the monk's overpowered stuff. Whenever a new hero gets introduced, everybody just complains about him being overpowered because nobody knows how to deal with characters like when they're new. Happened with the butcher. Happened with Sylvanas. Happened with the monk. Uh, so I get tired of hearing that. But the coolest thing that they added, they didn't add the new map in this patch, by the way. Uh, um, okay. They need to rework it, apparently. There's some issues with it. I guess the team that won the first battle ended up, like, winning the game, like, 80% of the time. Oh, really? Yeah, the objective. And, like, because I, I explained the objective last week, what you do is you got to kill 30 of the demons that pop from the altar. Uh, so, like, if your team got 29 the other got 30, there was no, like, hey, you almost got it, the thing will be a little bit weaker. It was just just normal strength and whatnot. So they didn't do that. They're reworking it. Gotcha. But the coolest thing I think they did is adding dynamic bundles, which, Corey, I think you talked about last week, right? Adding what? Dynamic bundles to Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Now, there was a bundle. You know the starter bundle, Corey, that you got? 
Yeah, did I get that? Yeah, Chris bought it for you. Oh, that's right, yeah. Now, they add a stim pack to it now for a little bonus. So I spent $3 and got Mirrodin and Malfurion, which are two characters I didn't have before. And I also got a stim pack with it. Because I owned Raynor, the price went down, which is pretty cool. And they added new bundles, and I got the Conquest bundle, which had three characters I really wanted to get. Uh, two of them being Arthas and Zagara, who I want to start playing as. And there was like six characters in it, but I got it for $11. So nice. Zagara and Arthas, who are two characters that I want, are both $8 on their own. Wow. Hmm. So I think that's brilliant that they yeah, do that. definitely. You're more um, likely to buy characters now, huh? Yeah, I spent like 20 bucks, $23 uh-huh. uh, on the patch deck. <laughs> How much have you spent on that game? Uh, Total. Man. Let's see, I've been buying all the new characters for the last, I think maybe six characters, so that's ten each. So that's sixty right there. Uh, I would say a little over a hundred, probably, total. Gosh. I like the game, okay? No, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's it, like, I don't... Okay. Eric's not here to... To chat. To to chat about it. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy's three, (coughs) three, four... Seven, eight, thirteen, thirteen, two. So I don't believe nine is on Steam. I mean, Endgame is basically all of them are going to be on Steam, right? That's... I'm sure. Because why not, you know? Yeah. Although it just might not be coming up in search. Okay. Uh, feedback? Yeah. Corey, you want to read the feedback? Yeah, we got a couple, actually. Oh, good. This one is from Idaho Jake. Hey, guys, I guess this is feedback and question of the week because this is the most recent games I have binged on. First, I will start with Ark. This game, at first, I wasn't sure if I liked it. Then two weekends ago, I played almost all of Saturday and Sunday, and now I know I like it. You start out picking if you want to play MMO still or just solo, and I like just playing I just. I like just playing solo, but if I have friends playing it, I would do a co-op type play. The character creation is pretty crazy, and you can make some funky-ass people. The first thing you notice is the graphics and how good the game looks next. The gameplay works great, but if you don't have a very good internet, it might freeze up on you for only about half a second. Trust me, it doesn't bother you that much. Next, the sounds of the game, like the wind, the splash of the water as a giant shark jumps out of the water, the cool dinosaur sounds, and of course, your pooping nose when you defecate. Yes, (laughs) you and the dinos poop, and you can pick it up and build stuff with it, like buffalo chips. Nice. Um, That's my own, own narration there Uh now when you start the game you are naked and have nothing so you have to collect rocks that you can find on the ground berries and other resources you collect from bushes and you also punch trees to collect wood and thrush you also have to watch your meters that are on the right hand side of the screen you have food water weight health and stamina so as you collect stuff and kill dodo birds with your bare hands you level up and every time you level up you get a point to go towards your stats and points for schematics for building pickaxes weapons and house building a couple of tips try not to die because all your resources are gone and you have to start again or you can find your body that will decay in nine minutes that seems rude or (laughs) difficult yeah (laughs) next tip run away some dinos are friendly and won't hurt you but you really need to be on the lookout for the dangerous ones now there is fast travel but you need to have learned how to make a sleeping bag and that is fast travel this is a very important thing because i screwed up and lost a lot of shit because i thought oh i'll just go go a bit more than fast travel and boom died in a very bad spot i've been playing with my 360 controller i like that there's controller support 
but some things you still need the keyboard and mouse for, like menus. I hope you guys are going to get it for console when it comes out June 2016, because I know I will. Next game I've been playing is Destiny. Again, I started back into it on Friday. Played all weekend, and I've played about two or more hours a night, and I'm with Eric. It holds a special place, and I think it's because it is a game you cannot play for a while and just jump right back into without needing to learn the controls again or start over. I'm excited for the DLC, and I will be getting it. Well, I think that is a long enough feedback later. Dan, you mentioned Ark I, earlier. Yeah, I was so close to buying Ark last night or two nights ago. Uh, I am going to get it at some point uh, for PC. I also want to set up a server. So if anyone's interested in also buying it and, and I, I'll have a hopefully have a private server. The only problem I because I was reading up on, on the running of a server and apparently it uses a lot of memory, so it's not it's it's advised that you don't uh run the game and the server on the same computer, which would cause an issue for me. So I'm looking into that, but I do want to get it. Uh, at some point, I was gonna buy it and just do the single player for now. While I like, like, like Jake, while I learn how to play the game, and then, and then, after a little while, after I, you know, get my bearings a little bit, then, then start up the server. But um, I'm definitely gonna get that game at some point. Uh, one of the people I follow on Twitch plays it all the time, and it looks really fun. So, is this one gonna come out? I think so. Officially, I think so. It's it's been one of the most popular games on Twitch and Steam for quite a while now. What separates uh, it though? Because there's a million of this type of game. There is. Um, people are playing it. That's one thing. Um, dinosaurs. That's another thing. People love them. Some dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just se- it seems like it's going to come out like the the you know because you can do a quick forum search on Steam and and tell and you know obviously there's always a handful of people that are like oh updates aren't frequent enough but for the most part there's not a lot of complaining about infrequent updates like they update it pretty regularly they're always adding new stuff to it so it does seem like it's going to come out i guess it runs pretty well right now it seems like a complete game right now uh-huh. so i'm sure people thought this about rust dan yeah <laughs> i don't know i bought rust yeah but d- <laughs> did it seem like a complete game when it came out i mean nope right nope i think people are people feel like like arc is complete already so far my interest is peaked with it yeah is is it cross-platform it's only on steam right now i don't know <laughs> if it's going to be cross-platform when it comes out for um consoles mm. no idea but i definitely want it someday and i definitely want to play destiny yeah i would be shocked if you like destiny Corey. really yeah I should have brought that, too, when I let you borrow my PlayStation. You can let me borrow it again. <laughs> uh, since I don't need it for Pretty Little Liars anymore, maybe. PLL. And then I can play Demon Souls. Yeah. Wait. That's on PS3. Oh, yeah. Come there's on, no way Corey. to play it on PS4? No. There's no backwards compatibility compatibility on PS4. Nor will Worthless there be. system. Nor will it be, I guess. I wanna, I, unless it comes out on PS Now. I want to play Spyro, the first one. Yeah. I've been waiting for that stuff to go up on PS Now, but no. Oh, maybe that would go good on Steam. I'm tempted to buy a PlayStation 3 for all the old PlayStation 1 games that I can't play on Steam and it, for the PlayStation 3 games that I <clears throat> didn't get a chance to play. Yeah. I missed a lot of, out on a lot of PS2 and PS3 stuff. Exactly. So... Okay. Thanks, Jake. Indeed. And I like that you can play Ark with a 360 controller. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I've gotten used to the keyboard and mouse controls at this point for a first-person game. I can't play shooters otherwise, for the most part. With the so Miguel, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Miguel from Spain wrote in um, his A's, A's in gaming. Oh, nice. Alex Kidd. What's Alex Kidd? I feel like it I... was a game. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was a game. Oh. What's Asterix? A game. <laughs> Two off the bat, I don't know. Uh, Ace Combat Anniversary Edition, Acclaim. That would have been a good one to do. Yeah, they, they had some great games what? back in the day. Acclaim had yeah. some great games back in the day. Indeed. Asteroids, Android. Android. Altair. Yeah. Altair. Oh. Assassin's Creed? Yep. Active Time Battle. That would have been a good A-T-B, one to do. ATB, yeah. All-Star, Super Mario. Alucard. What's that? You guys know? A-L-U-C-A-R-D. Alucard. Never heard Castlevania. of Castlevania. Oh. Character in Castlevania. That's interesting. <coughs> uh, yeah, so write in your favorite gaming A's if... Uh, if you want. Yeah, Alex the Kid was a Sega Genesis game character. It looks like it looks like a cross between like a hobbit and a monkey. <laughs> is what he looks like. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tito from LA writes in, Hey guys, I'm listening and watching the stream. However, Twitch's awful chat system can't log me into chat. I googled it and apparently there can be a global lockout lasting for two hours. I don't understand that at all and seems pretty stupid just because I logged into chat. I agree. Yeah. There's been some jank with that. I guess I've heard they're upgrading from Java to HTML5. I've heard that's that happened already. Yeah, I've I want to say it's still causing some jank on the Twitch side of things. But, huh. yeah, I've, I mean, I've had problems with that for a while now, too. Like I said, when, whenever me and my wife play uh, Super Mario Brothers on the stream, I always have my tablet up. And I don't know if anyone's writing to me because a lot of times, like, the chat doesn't show up at all. Yeah, I can't get it. I can't get the chat to work on my tablet either. Yeah. But some, but, but sometimes is. it does work. I don't know what, what makes the difference. Yeah. So... It does. Um, it is janky. That's why we got to switch over to YouTube. YouTube gaming. <laughs> a few days after buying my 3DS XL, my coworker found that Kmart had the new 3DS for sale, fifty percent off. What? Fifty percent off. One hundred dollars new. Wow. Bummer. I would have bought one and just sold the one I had. Wow. <laughs> oh, but it was sold out. Obviously, oh, lucky of enough. Okay, so that doesn't make you feel as bad. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because that's a that's a once in a lifetime deal right there. Yeah, Staples rarely sells game consoles, and apparently the workers haven't been properly trained when dealing with price matches. Couple that with Kmart's mobile site still listing the price of the item and keeping the add to cart button active, making it look like the item is still available. Several people posted on Reddit they were still able to get the item at Staples by showing the mobile page, not the desktop page. Huh. Ah. I like that. Oh, Staples. Tricky. Game in the system. 
Love it. So I strolled in four days after the deal was closed. School night was packed in the Staples, and I asked if they sold Nintendo items in the store. Cashier said no. I asked if I could order it online here. They said yes. I showed them the item listing of Kmart on my iPhone and asked if they could price match. She sent me to the manager who was already getting it ready on the extra computer so I didn't hold up the line. I asked if it was okay to price match. She barely looked on the phone, saw the price, and said, yeah, that's fine. How many? (laughs) I bought two. What? (laughs) I was quite happy in the pit of my stomach. A couple more people at work did the same thing and were successful as well. A total of five new Nintendo 3DS XLs were bought by people I work with. So far, so good. We'll see if Staples honors the deal while they get it ready for shipping. I'll be selling my Smash Bros. Special Edition on eBay again if I do get the new 3DS XLs for 50% off. Awesome. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. That's amazing. I love that stuff, that retail well, that, trickery. Well, that was like the people with, was it the PS4? That they were putting them up for sale on Amazon at like $90. And then having shipping be like... 310 and then they were taking it to Walmart and getting PS4s for like 90 bucks to because they That's were price crazy. they were price matching Amazon. Wow. You know, the price of the system was only $90 but you had to pay $310 in shipping. So, huh. Yeah. It's, it seems like you couldn't use eBay retail or Amazon retailers. Yeah, that's what they were doing. I didn't think they price well, matched with well, online. Well, no. It, yeah, this well, is it, also it was Walmart. It was uh well, yeah, it was it's Walmart. But they I think they do price match with Amazon. Um, huh. but yeah, people, cause you can list, you could like, I could sell something on Amazon if I wanted. Yeah. So that's what they were doing. They weren't actually going to sell them, but they, you know, put them on there. It's good stuff. That is a good, a good deal. Yeah. 50% off. That's crazy. That is crazy. Sorry if it, if I seem distracted, I'm applying calamine. Oh. Calamine <laughs> lotion. It's like that. Episode. No, my. Go ahead. The episode of South Park where Cartman bathes in the calamide lotion. Because <laughs> I think he has well, poison ivy in there. Or chicken pox. It's chicken pox that he has. Well, that's. I was worried I had like shingles or something. Yeah. But I guess shingles hurts. It doesn't itch. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and it's only on one side of the body. Gotcha. And I got this everywhere. Yeah. Because mm, shingles. shingles is a form of chicken pox. Yep. One in three adults get it, I guess from according to the commercials that's crazy but anyway okay next feedback uh i think that's it okay cool i think that is it for feedback oh the question of the week was describe your most recent gaming binge Mm -hmm. Uh, idaho jake did a little bit he said he played arc yeah saturday and sunday last weekend uh mine was 